We're continuing this morning to read from the fourth chapter of Genesis. As we read of this account of Cain and Abel. Uh, this morning we'll be focusing on verses 13 through 15. Again, happy July 4th. Today's a holiday that I can always remember the date. <laughs> it's right there in the name. You know, Thanksgiving, I know it's the 4th. Thursday in November, but that can be anywhere from November 22nd to November 28th, depending on how the calendar falls. President's Day is the third Monday in February, which can be anywhere from February 15th to 21st, but it actually occurs between the birthdays of Washington and Lincoln, but officially it celebrates all of the birthdays of all of our presidents and apparently uh, appliance and mattress stores who have a big sale on that particular weekend. Memorial Day and Labor Day, same way. They're the last Monday in May and then the first Monday in uh, September. But still, the date can be different depending on how the calendar falls. But July the 4th, I know when that one is. Even when offices close on a different day, which happens this week. Most offices are closing tomorrow on the 5th. The holiday, though, we still know it's July the 4th. And the reason is pretty simple. All you need to do is, is Google the, the the Declaration of Independence. And you'll see it right there at the top, July the 4th. Actually, they met on a different day. They actually signed that document on July the 2nd. And it said that John Adams would not go to any of the Independence Day celebrations on July the 4th because he believed it ought to be on July the 2nd. But as you know, any printed copy of the Declaration of Independence, it always has July the 4th, which is the date that it was recognized that the Declaration was being made. Interestingly, both John Adams and Thomas Jefferson died on July the 4th, same day, same year, actually, 1826, which was the 50th anniversary of the adoption of the Declaration of Independence, or the 50th in two days, if you ask John Adams, because he thought it was on July the 2nd. That day, that, that time of celebration has, has become a date that we all remember as we celebrate the wonderful freedoms with which we have been blessed here in this great nation. Through the years, there are many other symbols that have joined the Declaration of Independence as, as symbols of our, our freedom, visual representation of the freedoms that we know, the, the eagle, the liberty bell, the Statue of Liberty, Mount Rushmore, and, and, and many more. Uh, those images are important because of what stands behind them, because of the freedoms that we celebrate today. The story of Cain and Abel ends with a symbol. But it's not one that you would expect out of this terrible story of one brother killing another. Cain, the brother who was guilty of murder, who is caught by God himself in his attempt to cover up his crime, Cain is given something by God. He's given a mark of protection, a symbol that anybody who saw it would know that he was protected by no one less than God himself. Now, how in the world does this story arc end there with a convicted murderer being protected by God? Well, the way that this story ends is something that all of us need to understand. So we're going to pick up the account here and Genesis chapter 4, verse 13. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. 
Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. There's absolutely no question. Cain didn't deserve this. He in no way had done anything to merit God's protection. To this point, he's not even apologized for what he did. Much less made up for the tragic consequences of his actions. But God, God shows him something that all of us need. God shows Cain grace. The same grace that he shows to us today. On this day that we celebrate our freedom as a nation, we need to remember the grace that we have in Jesus. Cain calls out to God, essentially saying, that's not fair. Now, you'll remember last week we looked at the the penalty that that God had placed upon Cain, that he would no longer be able to to farm the land as as he had done before, that he would be forced to to wander. Cain basically replies, Lord, that's not fair. Really? Cain had murdered his brother. And he got caught red-handed. There was no question of his guilt. His punishment was severe, but it was still very merciful. It was far less than what he deserved. Yes, the fields would no longer yield their harvest to his hands. But remember, this all started because Cain refused through his Offering to the Lord to acknowledge that God was the one who had given him his harvest. That's the way this all started. And so now the the harvest that he had tried to withhold for himself, he lost even that. And he would be forced to wander the earth. But he'd already shown his caustic relationship with the other people. In the earth of that day. He saw his brother as disposable. Cain got in his way. Rather Abel did. So Cain got rid of him. Literally wiped him off the face of the planet. And now he would find out what that kind of life was really like. A life that considers other people to be disposable. A life that considers other people to be okay as long as they are good for me. Well, that life is a very lonely life. And Cain was about to find out just how lonely it was. And there was the fact that he had ended the life of his brother Abel. Cain's punishment was severe, but it was far less than the actions he had taken against Abel. But still, Cain says, Lord, it's just too much. 
There in verse 13, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you're driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. Obviously, Cain didn't have any right to be complaining. In fact, he seems more concerned with the consequences of his sin than he does with the actual sin. His brother is dead by his hand. And Cain's worried that he's not going to be able to grow any more wheat. He does express a legitimate concern. He says, well, you know, there might be some folks out there that are going to be a little angry with me. (laughs) They might want to do me some harm, Lord. And he was probably right. As we talked about last week, everybody alive in that day was directly related to Abel. Anybody that he would run into would be angry with this man who had taken their relative's life. Hatfields and the McCoys had nothing on the problems that Cain was now facing. He was rightly concerned. There's going to be some people out there that are going to try to kill me. But again, Cain brought all of this on himself. He acts like this is something God is doing to him. In fact, he has done all of this to himself. He has forfeited His land, the minute he forsook the one who gave him his land. He made himself an outcast to his family the minute he decided to take his brother's life. Cain had no reason to complain. He did all of this to himself. My cousins and I used to celebrate the 4th of July. Like like most teenage boys uh, celebrate the 4th of July, we shot off fireworks. According to the History Channel, fireworks celebrations go back at least as far as 200 B.C. That's a long time ago. Fourth of July fireworks came quickly in this nation. The first recorded Fourth of July fireworks celebration happened in both Philadelphia and Boston in 1777. That means people were celebrating Independence Day before they'd even won Independence My cousins and I certainly didn't want to be left out of that patriotic tradition. So we'd uh, go to the local fireworks stand. We'd buy some fireworks, usually firecrackers and bottle rockets, which was all we could afford. We bought them by the gross. I'm not sure how many are in a gross, but it sounded like a lot. (laughs) However, multiple grosses of fireworks that we had purchased lasted about six and a half minutes. (laughs) Probably had something to do with the fact that we would light them all at the same time, especially firecrackers. They were really good for this because the way they manufacture firecrackers, they're all tied together where if you light one in, they all will in succession fire off, which you probably will hear tonight several times somewhere in your neighborhood. And so we would spend the rest of July 4th complaining that we didn't have enough fireworks. Well, I was a little like Cain complaining that he no longer had a harvest and he no longer had a home. We complained that we didn't have fireworks because we'd set them all off. (laughs) Cain complained about no longer being able to work his field and that there may be some people out there that would be bad at him because he did that to himself. 
That's what sin does. We focus on the consequences of our sin, forgetting that it is the sin that brought those consequences upon us. It's why the Bible calls for us to confess our sin, to repent of our sin. We have to know, I need to turn around. The direction I'm headed is not where I want to go. I need to get back in line with the God's command in my life. Instead of focusing on the consequences of his sin, Cain should have focused on something far more significant. Instead of focusing on the consequences of his sin, he should have been focusing on the grace God gave him. Cain was focused on what was wrong. He should have been focused on what was right. God was still on his side. He didn't deserve it. Everything that Cain had done in this situation should have turned God against him. He did not worship God. And then he followed that up with showing hatred toward part of God's creation, which leads him to take the life of his brother which then leads him to lie to God, to tell God that he hadn't done it and it wasn't his fault. But even still, even with all of that, God still loved him. Verse 15 says, But the Lord said to him, Not so. Not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. God protected the life of a man who refused to protect the life of his brother. That's what grace is. God's love that we do not deserve. Now we could look down at at Cain, and in fact, he's not usually listed as a hero of the faith. He certainly is not an example we would want to follow. He is, however, one very important thing. He shows every one of us how much God still loves us. Every year on George Washington's birthday, a wreath is laid at his final resting place, his gravesite there at Mount Vernon. And during the ceremony, Washington's prayer for the newly formed United States is read. It begins, I now make it my earnest prayer that God would have the United States in his holy protection. Washington understood something. He understood that that the nation would not have come into existence were it not for the providence of God. And he understood that the nation would not continue in existence without the protection of God. This year, 
whatever you do today to celebrate the 4th of July. Hope you enjoy your family. Hope you get to eat a hot dog, maybe shoot off a firework or two, or just enjoy everybody else shooting them off. But in the midst of all of that, take some time to remember. We are here, but for the mercy and grace of God. And we rightly today and every day should give thanks for the privilege of living in a nation of freedom, for living in a nation of independence, for living in a nation where we can freely worship God as we feel called to do. We could have been born into a family living under an oppressive regime in a nation that actively opposes the things of God. There are people right now in our world today that face exactly that, and it could have been us. Instead of freely joining together here in worship this morning, we could be hiding for our lives just to sing a song of praise to the Lord. That could be us. But even more than just patriotic thankfulness, as believers, we all know something. We are all just like Cain. We may not have killed our brother, but we have all turned away from God's command and followed our own way. It is our sin that put Jesus on the cross. We don't deserve that kind of love. There is nothing that any of us have ever done that it would some way merit God giving His only begotten Son on a cross. But that's how much God loves you. God gives us His grace out of His mercy. So today as you celebrate your freedoms, as you celebrate independence, as you celebrate the nation that God has given to us, focus on the depth of God's mercy towards you. And give thanks. Heavenly Father, as we've read through this account of Cain and Abel, unfortunately it's been like looking in a mirror. Because unfortunately, we are all just like Cain. We've all sinned against you. We've all chosen our own way. We've all suffered the consequences of our sin and then focused on the consequences rather than focusing on the sin. Lord, in your infinite mercy, you gave your life for us. That we might have life in you. We give you praise this day. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation, an opportunity for you to respond to what God's doing in your heart this morning.
Maybe you're here today and for the first time you've recognized, wait a minute. I'm Cain. And you've looked back at your life and, and you've seen those times when you've departed from God's command and you realize, you know what? I am just as guilty as Cain was. And that's not where I want to be. Well, here's the good news. God has made a way where you don't have to stay there. See, that's the thing. We first have to realize our own sinfulness. We have to realize that we're separated from God. We have to realize that we've, we've turned away from Him. We've done things that were outside of His command, that we have no right whatsoever to expect anything from God. We're all there. And yet God in His mercy and grace did what only God could do. He came into our world. He lived a perfect life. And because He lived a perfect life, He could give a perfect sacrifice for you and me. And then He proved His authority and power three days later by rising from the grave. And that is what we want to share with you this morning. While we sing in just a minute, I'm going to be standing here at the front of our auditorium. You, you come and meet me here. I would love to sit down with you and just, just show you in God's Word how much God loves you. How you can confess your sin to Him. Just acknowledge, yeah, God, I've messed up. I've turned away from you. I've done things I'm ashamed of. I, and that's not who I want to be. And then receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, just acknowledging Him for who He is. Saying, Lord, You did die on the cross for me. You did rise again. And You and You alone are Lord of all. And through that simple act of faith, you can find forgiveness and everlasting life. We invite you to do that this morning. You just come and meet me here. I'd love to share that with you today. And we recognize it is a time of pandemic. We understand that. And some folks, and it's quite all right, not ready for the face-to-face kind of thing. That's okay. We have another way for you to do this. There in the pew racks before you, there's a, a little white card. It's called the connection card. You'll see that on the top of it. Just pull one of those out. Give me a way to contact you. Maybe your address, your phone number, email address, whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable passing along to me. And, and just write on the card, I want to know more about Jesus. Or there's even a little check box there. So I want to know how to follow Christ. Just check that box. And I'll be in touch with you this week to share with you how you can know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe there's another way that God is working in your heart. Maybe you're looking for a church home. Uh, again, just uh, come forward. I'll be glad to tell you how you can be a part of what God's doing here at National Heights. Or on that card, just indicate, hey, I, I want to be. I want to know how to be a part of what, what's going on here. I'll be glad to contact you and let you know how you can do that. Maybe there's some other way that God is is working in your life this morning. Maybe a a way that the Lord is is leading you. Maybe you have a prayer need, something that's going on in your life. You would really appreciate some other fellow Christians praying with you. On the reverse side of that card, there's a place where you can just write down a prayer request. And as you leave this morning, there are some baskets at each door. Just drop that card in the baskets. We'll be glad to be praying with you in the week ahead. If you're watching us online, there's a digital version of that very same connection card. It's on our website, nationalheights.org. The link is hello. You'll see that link if you're watching us on Facebook. It's right there in the Facebook feed. If you're watching uh, on our website, if you'll just scroll down just below where the video is, you'll see that link there, nationalheights.org, hello. Uh, Just follow that link, and you'll see that very same connection card place where you can give us a way to contact you and then indicate uh, whatever way God's working in your life. We'll be glad to 
be in touch with you or be praying for you as you need us to do. Whatever way God's leading you this morning, you listen. Responding to his call as we stand together and as we sing.